live from State Street in the heart of Chicago. You are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Black and Abdallah, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. in the NFL. According to Adam Schefter of ESPN, Jim Harbaugh is leaving Michigan to accept the head coaching job with the Los Angeles Chargers. There you go. The Chargers now have a head coach who's won a national title in college. He's back in the NFL and he has his quarterback, Justin Herbert, and I think he will get the most out of Justin Herbert. And Jim Harbaugh now leaving Michigan to be the head coach of the Chargers. He is someone that in his time in the NFL, he went 44-19-1 during that span. He took his team to the NFC Championship game. He got to his Super Bowl with the San Francisco 49ers. And then after his time with the 49ers, it was a bit of a uh, burnout. He, he was really good really quickly. And then he was out in San Francisco after four seasons. His last season going 8-8 eight and eight after a 12-4 season in 2013. And when you look at it overall, you know, getting back to college, he excelled. He, he was good at Michigan, but then he wasn't good enough. He didn't win the big one. He didn't beat Ohio State. He then goes into a season in 2020 where the Wolverines go 2-4, and four, and he looked like he was about to get fired. In fact, you and I were hosting shows, Chicago's College Tailgate with Jonathan Hood, mm-hmm. and we were saying... Michigan needs to make a move here. Yeah. And what happened that offseason is they went to Jim and they said, hey, you're making a lot of money, but the results aren't there. You need to give us some of that back. And he agreed. And then they go on this run in the last couple of seasons where in 2020 they lost four games. Since then, Michigan football has lost three. Think about that. In the COVID short season, they lost four games. Since that point, they went 12-2. and two, 13 and 1 and then 15 and 0 last season. And a national title that we saw in the last uh, college football game played recently where Michigan beats Washington for the title and now Jim is heading to Los Angeles to coach the Chargers. And I think as Bears fans, we hear this news, we see how this has kind of unfolded. I'm disappointed that the Bears didn't have a conversation. Will Matt Eberflus eventually work out? It's possible. I would have talked to Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what could have been, right? Like, there's you can't tell me that uh, it, the Bears wouldn't be in a better position with Jim Harbaugh as the head coach. I mean, the defense is already set. He has always had good defensive teams. Uh, you, he, I would have trusted him with any decision on the quarterback if he would have come in and said, hey, this is what we're doing. We're keeping Justin Fields. Okay. Because I've seen what you've been able to do with quarterbacks. Yeah. I've seen you develop quarterbacks. I haven't seen Justin Fields develop under Matt Eberflus, right? So that's why I think that they're going to move on and go with Caleb Williams or whoever they pick number one. But right now, we talked about it yesterday, the best open position was the Chargers, and it was only a matter of time. I know they came second interviews, and supposedly Vrabel was heading to the Chargers tomorrow to interview, but I guess that's not going to happen anymore. <laughs> well, you knew something was up today when it was reported that Jim was going to interview with the Falcons. Yeah. And then the reports changed to he's still going to interview with the Falcons, but not today. It's been bumped. Yeah. Well, the bump is he's taking the Chargers gig. Yeah. That's, that's the bump. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he comes in instantly 
and one, like, commands respect in the room, right? If he would have come in, this is better than them hiring Ben Johnson. This is better than them hiring the next offensive coordinator who's the offensive coordinator that just got a job. Brian Callahan yeah. just got a job with the Titans uh, from the Bengals. I feel like because you, you come in with already having established credentials and, and building a brand of football that plays hard-nosed, tough football, that has good quarterback play in it, that also brings a winning mentality. He might be the weirdest dude on earth. I don't care. He <laughs> wins football games. I don't care how much milk the dude drinks on a daily basis or if he's sleeping in recruits' trees. That's fine. Easy. The dude wins. He wins football games. And it took him a while in Michigan to get there. He was there for nine years. And the last three were arguably his best years there. And they, he wins a national championship. Absolutely. This is probably – that's why I said before the season started with Michigan. This was Michigan's year. Before the season started, I was saying this was Michigan's year – this is the best team they've ever had. This is the best defense they've ever had. This is the um, the the uh, the oldest defense they've ever had. Like the most upperclassmen they've ever had. The most the, the best running game they've ever had. And for Harbaugh at Michigan, the best quarterback he's ever had. And I don't think that you know with the allegations coming and you know the NCAA still hasn't ruled like the the what the um, the suspension he served was from the school. Not from the NCAA. Yep. And there was the report earlier uh, a couple weeks ago that he wanted the language changed in his contract. I think this is why you were gone. He wanted the language changed in his contract to say that he wouldn't be fired if the NCAA came down and found them guilty of cheating and made him suspend and suspended him. He wanted clauses in his contract sure. that said he couldn't be fired, that he wouldn't get a salary reduction, all that kind of stuff. And now it doesn't matter because he's leaving. None of the sanctions are going to transfer over. It's not like that happens. He's out. He's going to L.A., and the Chargers are better for it. And we'll take your calls at 312-332-3776. If you're driving around Chicagoland, you're a Chicago Bears fan, are you okay with the way the Bears approach this offseason? You're cool with them not interviewing, not talking to, not seeing if any of these candidates who are out there with high profiles, that any of them wanted any interest in the Chicago Bears? Personally, I don't have any interest in Bill Belichick, but I mean, that's someone with legit credentials. When you compare that to Matt Eberflus, it's an upgrade. I'm sorry. It is Jim Harbaugh. Also an upgrade. So what do you like? Did the bears handle this the right way? And I also think that there's an element of this where if you're a college football fan and you mentioned the scandal and what's going to take place after the championship, you know, being a fan of a team that won a title that then the NCAA came after after the fact and Pete Carroll's off into the NFL. Like, I don't care mm-hmm. as a USC fan. Like, the Reggie Bush, Matt Leiner, Lendell White teams, those teams existed. Those teams were the best teams on the field. Yeah. You can't take that away. No one's going to take away the 15-0 and from Michigan in this last season and what they were able to accomplish with J.J. McCarthy and with that defense and the way that they beat down teams week after week, and they beat Ohio State three years in a row, and the way that they handled the national championship game. But chances are, in the future, that next coach for Michigan is going to have to deal with scandal, going to have to deal with fallout Oh yeah, while Jim is off into the NFL. I don't know. I don't really care. I know those who are, who are probably diehard Michigan fans are bothered that that's going to be hanging over your head in the future, but... Your team was great in this one season. I also don't think it's that big of a deal 
that you had someone scouting out in front of your team no. weeks in advance. Like, of all the things to be accused of cheating of, is it really that big of a deal? Well, it's the recruiting violations that were going to get him. That's what was going to get him. That's true. The recruiting during the dead period when no one could recruit, that's what's going to get him. And that's what the NCAA is investigating in the most and saying, well, we could suspend you for up to a year because of that. So you don't blame him for leaving. No. Like, I do think it's funny how, like, the way this stuff works. I don't think he's ever going to be in a more perfect situation than what he cultivated in the last three years at Michigan. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are the odds that the Chargers go on and win multiple Super Bowls? I would guess the odds are pretty low. Multiple Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. Could they get one? Probably. Right? Like, that's possible. They also play in a division with Patrick Mahomes. They've got their own dynasty brewing. Yeah, it's in the we're in the middle of the the Chiefs dynasty at this moment. You also have another team in your conference that, based on the stats, is suggesting that the Baltimore Ravens of this season is one of the all time great teams who's ever played in the NFL. And we can get more into the stats on why that is later in the show, but it's out there that that's something that's taking place in the next couple weeks. Mm -hmm. It might prove out. They might win the AFC Championship game. They might go to the Super Bowl. They might win the Super Bowl. And at that point, we'll have that conversation. It's a tough conference is what I'm saying. Absolutely. So how likely is it that the Chargers go on to this run? Like, my entire idea is about sometimes what's good, you should just enjoy what's there. Because it's never going to be better than what he cultivated at Michigan. No, I doubt it. I don't think, you know, whoever's the next coach that's going to be at Michigan uh, is going to be able to replicate. Also, like, they lost a lot this year. Like, it was going to be tough for them to keep up with Ohio State next year because of all of the upperclassmen that they were losing this I, year. I think they call Ohio State now Transfer Portal U. Yeah, Transfer Portal yeah. Is that the true yeah. name? For they got, like, three Ohio State guys, or three <laughs> Alabama guys went to Ohio State. I mean, yeah. yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> but I, I do think, like, if you're a Bears fan, I think there was an opportunity where he could have cultivated that type of thing here because I think the NFC is weaker, and I think this division is weaker than, say, what the Chargers are facing. And there's an opportunity where the Bears could take advantage of, in the future, making a run in this conference. No, for sure. I think that that, uh, that puts you right there in the mix for the... I still think that the Bears can make the playoffs next year, but like what Har Harbaugh brings like a sense of accomplishment when he comes here. Like when, when Jim Harbaugh comes in, I'm not saying that Matt Eberflus doesn't do this because I don't know what it looks like in practices or meetings, but Jim Harbaugh commands a room. Like that dude demands respect because yeah. of his accomplishments. And I think that the mood here moving forward with this city is there's a lot of still, I don't know if I trust Ryan Poles. I don't know if I trust Matt Eberflus. I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. I don't know this. I'm still skeptical about this. If Harbaugh comes in, most of that goes out the window because you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a team that plays hard-nosed football. You already have a good defense. Whatever he decides with the quarterback would have been fine. Uh, I think it might be more likely that they keep fields if he was the, if he was the, uh, the uh, head coach because I don't think he's drafting J.J. McCarthy with the first pick. It's possible. I, no. I, I would trust what he would want to do with the quarterback. Breaking news, Jim Harbaugh is leaving Michigan. He has, had, he has accepted the coaching job with the Los Angeles Chargers. We go to James in Bolingbrook. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, James? 
Hey, what's up, guys? So I just wanted to say that if, in fact, there was some way that the Bears did not reach out to Harbaugh in any way, shape, or fashion, then obviously that's inexcusable, unforgivable. But truly, I think polls or someone connected to polls, at some point someone reached out to someone in Harbaugh's camp. I, I truly believe that, even going back to the press conference where they asked polls, you know, did you look in the Harbaugh right as he sitting next to the Hebrew Flues? And he's like, you could you could almost kind of see it in his body language, like, no, he's the coach of Michigan. Because it's like, what is he supposed to say? Like, yeah, we we reached out to him. We couldn't get him, so we're stuck with this guy sitting next to me. Like, you don't do that. That's not professional. You know, if nothing else, Foles seems like a pretty professional guy. Another thing I'll add real quick, whether you like or dislike Foles or what he's doing, one thing I will say about Foles is, Oh, no, we lost him. Oh, we lost him. Call back, my man. We'll, we'll get the final uh, thoughts there on uh, polls. I agree, though, with the idea that, yeah, it makes for an awkward situation in that moment. But there are ways that the information could have gotten out there that the Bears did reach out without having to address it in the press conference. Yeah. Does that make sense? I mean, he hired an agent. You could have just placed a phone call to the to Don Yee and been like, "Hey, we're interested." Is he interested? But I'm I'm specifically talking about in the press conference. Like polls could have said what he said, mm-hmm. but it also could have been leaked out there. Like, yeah, yeah, hey, we they they did knock on his door and ask, and he wanted thirty million dollars a year. And the Bears said, or "Okay, we're he not." He wanted doing that. control of the roster from yeah. Ryan Poles. You know it, what I mean? It, it's possible. Lewis in Plainfield, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Lewis? Hey, what's up, buddy? Um, I just think that uh, the Bears missed out on hiring Harbaugh, and I think it would have been like a, a, a Mike Ditka type of hire, and the city would have just gone berserk. Yeah. Because uh, the, the pride that he would have brought to the Bear organization, I think it would have just gave us a lot of hope. And with uh, Caleb Williams and, and, and building through that, the city would have just gone berserk. Yeah, I'm with you, Lewis. Thanks for the call. I I agree. This would have been a PR home run. If you want to talk about Chicago meathead love, this story would have been the number one on the top of the charts. For sure. Now, would would he have eventually won or not? We could debate. But in the moment, people would have been so thrilled if the Bears went out and hired Harbaugh. Yeah, 100%. We'd be doing backflips and cartwheels and whatnot saying like we got it this is it we're like the bears are fixed they got a d like this is it because that because that's an instant a guy who comes in with an instant winning mentality like even if you if you look at when he's turned places around it's fast yeah too like the places he goes the schools he goes to now the covid year with with michigan was uh i I i'm not necessarily counting that but that's kind of when the turnaround started for him but he like his michigan teams were decent before then that was a weird year just because of practices and whatnot in the games and all that kind of stuff but like look at how quickly he turned around stanford look at how quickly he turned around the 49ers when he got there like he can turn teams around fast this probably would have gone from a seven win team to a playoff team pretty quickly if you want to join us, you can call us at 312-332-3776. Breaking news, Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers. 
This is Chicago's home for sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Black and Abdallah, weeknights, ESPN 1000. Eli in St. Charles. We're talking about the breaking news. Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers. Did the Bears miss out? What's up, Eli? Hey, what's up, guys? I think we got to give this one up, guys. I think there was a 0% shot he was coming here. That setup in L.A. was perfect for him. And we have enough to worry about as Bears fans besides getting upset with this. So we need to focus on the draft and just go from there. But I just think it was a pipe dream and not worth us being upset about, but yeah, well, well, that's all I got. The, the concern that I have is that the Bears didn't even uh, kick the tires. Well, it would have been cool to see the Adam Schefter tweet that they had a conversation with him, but yeah. it would have been cool for 10 minutes, and then there's no shot it would have actually happened. Well, what, what happens if you have to fire Matt Eberflus next season? Well, see, that's independent, of my opinion. of I don't think he was – I think he was going to L.A. from jump. I think that was – He's going to get the, probably the highest-paid coach in the league. The Bears would never do that, which is a problem. But I just think it just wouldn't happen. The conversation would have been cool, but I just think it was a pipe dream from the jump. So, All right, we got you in. Thanks, Eli. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks, guys. Take care. Pipe dream, what do you think, Abdal? I don't think it was. it's a pipe dream. It's just I still think it would have been – like I would have loved to see it, right? I would love to see that they, they – you find out somehow that they had a conversation with him and he said no – but then, like, you have this awkward thing with Matt Eberflus all the time. So, like, they clearly weren't that invested in you because they, they kicked the tires on Harbaugh. So, like, now every question is going to be, you know, do you think you're coaching for your job this year? All that kind of stuff. You know, because, but if they don't do it and they just stick with Eberflus and they're like, oh, we don't care who is out there. We, we're, we're, we're fine with him. Well, isn't he coaching for his job anyway? I don't know, man. Year three. I know. I know. I know. They claim that year one throw it out the yeah, window. Yeah, but they but really like continuity up there. You didn't make the playoffs. I understand. So, I mean, how long does he get before you have to make the playoffs? I think you have to make the playoffs in this upcoming season. I think it depends on how it looks. I don't think they necessarily have to make the playoffs for him to not get fired. Well, but hold on. This is exactly the argument we got into when the season ended. Yeah. Remember when people were coming at us about the way the season ended and mm-hmm. it was seven and ten? Yeah. And then my response was, well, if you thought before the season was going to start that the Bears would lose 10 or 9 games. This is what it looked like. How do you think those games are going to end? They're going to be nice, cute little losses? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you lose in the National Football League, those are bad games, bad losses, bad decisions. That's how you lose those games. But if they come in third in the division and the Packers and Jordan Love have won 12 games and the Lions have won 11 games, and you've won 10 games, and you miss the playoffs because you don't make a wild card. Like, look, we talked about it yesterday. The AFC North, three teams made the playoffs in the AFC North. And, like, the odd team out was the Bengals. The Bengals won nine games. So, like, there is a chance that the team improves. 
you see whichever quarterback comes in or Justin Fields or whoever progresses and plays well, and they just miss the playoffs because you're in a good division. I don't think just missing the playoffs and being in a good division is going to be good enough next year. I don't know, man. Now, now also, roll it this way. If polls, like how, how would polls be on the hot seat? It's if he keeps Fields, passes on Caleb, or Drake May, or Jaden Daniels, and they turn into stars, and the Bears struggle along with a 7-10 record with Eberflus and Fields, and Fields is up and down and up and down and gives you a great game, and then he struggles against good defenses. Right? Like, if that's the case, it's not just Eberflus on the hot seat. Poles will be on the hot seat, too. I don't know, man. I'm just telling you, no, I don't think so. Thing, if he no, sticks because, with Fields and okay. they have the same season sticks, they had this year, that's the only he's going to be on the hot seat. That's the only way. But if they if he if he goes for Caleb Williams and they have a seven and ten record, but the offense is looking better and Caleb clearly is turning into a superstar in the making, yeah, then it gives him more time. Yes, but if they roll back the same group, of course, of course, Justin, of course, of course, Coach Flus, yes, and it looks the same. Yeah, they they will all be on the hot seat. Yeah, I think if they add Caleb Williams. I don't think any of them are on the hot seat. Think about Unless it. Unless it goes horribly wrong. Until like, we got to December, Iberflus was on the hot seat. It took until a good December for him to be like, okay, I could see them keeping him. Well, we thought he was on the hot seat. They never said he was on the hot seat. No, but like I mean, the, the perception of, yeah. of what the situation well, yeah, is. When they started the season it, yeah. like they did, of course. But then right. you win seven games. I'm saying that if they draft Caleb Williams number one and don't make the playoffs, I don't necessarily think that Matt Eberflus is going to be fired at the end of next year. I don't think it's playoffs or bust. I think if you see the defense play that they did this year and you see a quarterback that is it looks the part in Caleb Williams and they still win nine, eight games, something like that, but they miss the playoffs because the Lions and the Packers are that much better, I don't think they get fired. The Bears are supposed to take the North and not give it back. Well, Patrick, really taking anything. Patrick and Evanston, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Patrick? Hey, guys. Um, two things. I've called in before. I love the story about how the two of you got together and started your show. I think it's Oh, super thanks, cool. man. Thank you. Appreciate as, it. As far as Harbaugh, um, Harbaugh's dad is a winner. Harbaugh's brother's a winner. Harbaugh's a winner. Harbaugh went to the NFC Championship three or four years with the Niners and then made his next gig the most winning program in the history of college football. He was never in a thousand years coming to the Chicago Bears, considering the Chicago Bears, calling, texting, emailing the Chicago Bears, period. That wasn't that happening. So you're saying, Patrick, he wouldn't answer the call? No, no, God. Oh, my God. No, no, no. Listen, listen. I think Ryan Poles, uh, I don't know anything about anything you guys do, but I think Ryan Poles is a real, I think he's real deal football guy. Um, no one in the McCaskey world is a re- real deal football person. I feel bad for Ryan because I think Ryan could do great things if he had real control. And if the McCaskies weren't a part of the franchise, then Harbaugh probably would have taken a call from Ryan. But... In my opinion, as I said to your screener, I think the Bears have been mismanaged for the last 40 years, and I think that pretty much everyone in the league knows that. I Thanks, uh, Patrick. Patrick, appreciate, appreciate the call. I kind of disagree. 
I think that what we've been told about Harbaugh is that he respects the Bears. Yeah. A ton. Seems like it. Loves the family. And, well, listen, the the Chargers don't have a GM right now, right? I don't think so because okay. they fired Tom Telesco, and Tom Telesco is taking the Raiders job. Yeah, and I've, looked, I've tried to find something that says that they've, they're close to hiring someone. They're still interviewing. So Harbaugh is going to have a say yeah. in who his GM is. And that was the concern yeah. here. So I don't know if that means he's the GM or it means that they're going to hire someone and they're going to work together. I don't know how that works. Maybe part of the reason why he doesn't come to Chicago is because Ryan Poles is the GM and he doesn't get to pick his own GM. We know how much Kevin Warren feels. We know how Kevin Warren feels about Ryan Poles, loves Ryan Poles. So I have a feeling that if the sticking point would have been, well, I want to bring in my own guy, they would have told him to go kick rocks. Did you hear my phone go off? I did. I heard Siri. What was that? We, we host shows every single day. Yeah. It's, it never happened. You know what it was doing? Hmm. It was going to call Patrick Finley. But you should have just let him call him. No, I know, but because I went to Patrick on the phone line. Yeah. For some reason, Siri thought, and it was, call, it was about to call Patrick Finley. Well, you should have just let, we should have got a let's, reporter. Let's get his thoughts. Well, he has great thoughts. He was on Waddle and Sylvie yesterday. Well, I know. Let's get his thoughts. Oh, he doesn't want to talk to us. I want thoughts. I'm just telling you. But that's what my phone was doing. That's what it was going on. It was going to call <laughs> Patrick Finley. All right, Blackie Abdallah, 312-332-3776. We're talking Bears football with you. Blackie Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. On FM 100.3 HD2. The ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. Vic in Portage Park, you're on ESPN 1000 with Black and Abdallah. What's up, Vic? What's up, fellas? How you guys doing tonight? We're good, man. What's up? Nothing. I want to touch base on the Harbaugh thing, and I had something else that I picked up when you guys were talking about. Yeah. First of all, I'm a diehard Ohio State fan. I wanted Harbaugh in Chicago. I did not think it was a shot. I don't think him and Warren did not get along. That COVID year, that put a stain on. Uh, I don't think. I just don't think that Warren. Warren didn't like that. I don't think Polls had anything to do with this. And I think everybody said, oh, we didn't, he didn't, we didn't reach out. I don't think we had a shot at him to begin with. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't know. And then I also wanted to touch base on the uh, – if Polls is on the hot seat, um, if we keep Fields. I think it's the opposite. I think if we get rid of Fields and we keep – and we draft Caleb and he busts, Polls is gone. There's no way he could keep his mm-hmm. job if that happens. I just don't think so. I think he's going to build this team, and they're going to give him two quarterbacks. That's it. I'll hang up with you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Vic. Appreciate it. And now we get to the Caleb Williams-Justin Fields portion of tonight's show. Uh, I I think, Abdallah... (laughs) As we get, yeah, no. Well, hey, we made it 37 minutes. Uh, for, for how things have gone around here the last couple of weeks, Bro. I mean, this is like two minutes into the show. You got to get to it, and we have full phone lines. Yeah. People want to debate Caleb or Justin. Welcome back. Well, I, I think here's the thing, and I'm not complaining by that. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I love so the I. debate, and I think it's going to be a great piece of conversation all the way up until the draft. I disagree with this idea that he's just going to bust. You know, like... Justin Fields hasn't played some extraordinarily fantastic level of football to this point. 
Yeah. Like, I don't think it's going to be that difficult for a rookie quarterback to come in and be okay, which is, for the most part, what we've seen Justin Fields be mm-hmm. for the major part of three seasons as Bears quarterback. He's had some really nice games, but for the most part, he's had a bunch of meh, middle, eh, okay games. Yeah. And, and so for, okay, it is possible whoever you draft is a bust. Is it possible, though, for them to come in, maybe not be a superstar, but to be able to duplicate what Justin's done to this point, I think is extremely possible. Yeah, I think so, too. I also don't think that if Caleb doesn't play well the first year, that Poles is on the hot seat. The reason that Poles would be on the hot seat at the end of next year if they take Caleb Williams is if everyone else around Caleb Williams doesn't play well, right? If Montez Sweat only has one sack, and the defense regresses because they don't find a replace. They don't find a good enough safety to replace, you know, Eddie Jackson, right? I know Eddie Jackson wasn't great, but you need someone to replace him, right? If they strike out in free agency and you end up drafting another edge rusher, and that edge rusher doesn't pan out, okay? If you don't get a good center and you still have the problems that you had on the offensive line last year, if Darnell Wright sometimes somehow regresses and has a sophomore slump, I don't think it's going to happen. But basically, if everyone around the quarterback doesn't play well because there is going to be a learning curve just because Caleb Williams doesn't come out and light the world on fire doesn't mean that Ryan Pohl is going to be on the hot seat it could be the opposite too they could make the playoffs in his, in his first year just like CJ Stroud did this year and just like Jordan Love did in his, in his first full year starting you know like I'm not I don't think Poles is going anywhere after next year regardless Eberflus I think it would have to be very bad I think the defense would have to go back to being one of the worst defenses in the league. I think that you'd have to see no development from the quarterback and the offense would be have to be stagnant like it was last year. And then you you probably fire Eberflus. Rookie quarterback allows more time. Absolutely it does. If he sticks with Justin and Justin doesn't develop, you're out. And they miss the playoffs again, you're out. Oh, I mean, I just think it's a, it's a, a toastier seat. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you get the rookie quarterback... You're going to give the rookie quarterback, what'd you give Justin Fields? Three seasons. Mm-hmm. So he would have more time yeah. with that context. Now, I don't think Ryan Poles is on the hot seat. I don't think he will be because I think what they'll do is they'll select the right quarterback, and this team's ready to win now. We're worried about the Lions and the Packers being great next season. This Bears team, I think, has a chance to get to the playoffs next year. So do I. I think they can be a 10 win team and go to the playoffs. I don't think our optimism heading into this season was that far off. We said eight or nine wins. They, they finished won seven. seven and ten. They won seven. And a couple of those games were epic losses at the very end. Blown yeah. wins. Mm-hmm. They had them. Mm-hmm. This team is good, good enough. They just need someone to be a quicker decision maker at quarterback. And I think the offense really takes off. Joe in Connecticut listening on the ESPN Chicago app. What's up, Joe? Hey, guys. So, um... I don't think the Bears really needed to pursue hardball for, for a couple of reasons. One, you know, Eberflus, the, the locker room believes in Eberflus. Like, they believe in him. And, you know, he really turned around the defense, obviously. And um, they really believe in his philosophy. You know, it seems like last year, you know, they blew four games, right? Technically. They're technically an 11-win team if they had a competent quarterback. So... If Paul takes the draft pick, he drafts Caleb Williams at one. He takes Odunze at nine. He trades 
fields for a second. He drafts a center. Guess what? The Bears are winning 10 games. There's no – that's all they have to really do. And especially if you, if you think about it, if they draft Caleb, like you guys said, yeah. that gives that gives Poles and Eberflus three more years and the new offensive coordinator, the staff, to develop a new quarterback. So why not just do that? And then they're going to be in the playoffs. I mean, I think the Bears – I mean, we're so used to mediocrity – Mm-hmm. That you know, I've been a Bears fan for almost 40 years. I grew up in Chicago, and I'm, I'm a diehard Bears fan. And I realized, you know, at some point you have to say enough is enough. You can't just continue to just go being mid. You you know, you have to shoot for the fences, right? So why not take that draft pick and just say, you know what? If it doesn't pan out, it doesn't pan out. But I think drafting a new quarterback like Caleb Williams and drafting a, a top wide receiver in the draft and getting a center maybe in the second round with that trade flip with Fields, because I, I truly believe they're going to draft uh, uh, trade him, the Bears can be in, be in the playoffs next year. And, two, if you think about it, Jim Harbaugh, you know, would have been a great hire. I think Chicago would have gone crazy. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, if you look at it, I think the NFC North, for the next, it could be the next ten years with with Jordan Love, with Goff, and then if Caleb Williams really steps up, the North could be a extremely competitive division, even compared to that the AFC. I mean the Chiefs. I mean yeah, he has the Chiefs, but like honestly, the Broncos and the Raiders aren't. I wouldn't say they're going to be as as competitive as the Lions or the Packers. I think the Packers are going to be as much as I hate to say it, they hit. Their third quarterback. He's going to be. Yeah. He's going to be a franchise quarterback. So the Bears have to swing for the fences. They have to. They have to get. They have to draft a quarterback who's not going to fold in the fourth quarter. Like how many times do we see this this past year where Fields was just fumbling the ball? He just, he can't handle the pressure situation. So that's it, guys. So I'm with you, Joe. Whatever, but, oh. No worries. Thanks yeah. for the call, Joe. Appreciate it. I I agree. Uh, the Lions and the Packers are getting better, and they're good. The Lions. So have an opportunity to win the Super Bowl. I don't think that that's going to happen this weekend, no. but they're in the NFC Championship game with a chance to get to the Super Bowl and win it. The Packers, I agree with the last caller, Joe. I thought that they're very impressive this season. I think they'll be better next season. The Bears need to do something to stay on pace with these two teams. They have to. Listen, and to his point, too, about the, the, the Bears and the players respecting Matt Eberflus, we talked to a bunch of guys on that defense they all like Matt Eberflus. Yeah. This team could have quit at 0-4. This team could have quit it at 1-5, right? Like, you got beat by the Packers. You lost to Tampa Bay. You made Baker Mayfield look like he did when he was at Oklahoma. You got absolutely hammered by the Chiefs. You lost the game, one, because of a coaching decision, and more so because quarterback play in Denver, right? Like, that could have been the point where the players are like, we only won three games this year, and now we're doing this? Like, I'm out. Yeah. That could have been it. But they bought in, and they turned it around. They turned it into a top-10 defense by the end of the year. And now you are looking for an upgrade on the offense. And the players really buy in to Matt Eberflus. He might not have a great press conference. He might not you know, uh, give you what you want to hear and might say write a lot or have a lot of word salad or whatever. But guess what? They won seven games this year. And if they win 10 games this year... People are going to stop criticizing Matt Eberflus. We'll keep taking your Bears calls at 312-332-3776. And the song of the night coming up next. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports.
Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Do, da, dippity. You can go with this or you can go with that. You can go with this or you can go with that. Love the Bears conversation tonight. We go to Brian in Morgan Park. You're on with Black and Abdallah. What's up, Brian? Hey, what's going on, guys? Not too much. What do you think? Well, I, I just want to say this: uh, if they do, dra- if the Bears do draft Taylor Williams, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying they shouldn't, yeah. if he's the generational talent that everybody says he is, then you get, you have to do what you have to do. But looking at it from like this standpoint, Caleb will be given everything that Justin never had. Justin never had an, a good offensive line to work behind. Caleb will. Justin never had an offensive coordinator who actually called plays before. Je, uh, Caleb will. Justin never had a really good defense to work with. Caleb will. So th- there's no reason he shouldn't be good, but... Well, Brian, I, 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 gotta, I have to call you out yeah, on a couple Brian, of things. First of all, the supporting cast, Justin Fields played with that cast this season. Defense, the defense at the he end of the, the year, defense. one of the better defenses he had in the, the league. Defense. He had the same defense the, this right, year. Right. The, the defense got better as the season progressed. I'll give you the okay. offensive coordinator. Yes, you're right. Sure. He will have an offensive coordinator who's called plays before. Correct. Also, it's going to be the same. Oh, he hung, he up. hung up. He hung That's up. That's not right. He hung up. We didn't. Uh, he's also right. gonna. I hate to tell people this, but I firmly believe that he's going to have that. Caleb Williams is going to have the same offensive line besides center. Yeah, I'd, besides center, like they'll make one move. I yeah. think on the they'll offensive line, they'll probably add depth. Sure, but I think you're going to get the same guys. I think you're going to get you're going to get Darnell Wright for sure. You're going to get uh, Nate Davis for sure. You're going to get a different center. You're probably going to get Tevin Jenkins, and you're probably going to get Braxton Jones. Braxton Jones was hurt this year. He played every single game the year before. They like Braxton Jones. They like Tevin Jenkins. Right. They definitely like Darnell. What isn't there to like about Darnell Wright? Nate Davis, you paid him a bunch of money. You're kind of stuck with him. So you're going to get a new center. That's about it. That, that's why I laugh at the, he's going to have a better offensive line. It's basically going to be the same offensive line. You have these guys here. Now, yes, center has to improve 100%. Of course it does. Totally agree. But come on, better weapons. He had DJ Moore this year. Yeah. He's going to have a, whoever the quarterback is will have Cole Komet next year. Yep, and DJ Moore. Is it possible they use the ninth pick on a, another wide receiver to add to the mix? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that player hopefully will be really good. Yeah. But come on, what are we doing? Better defense? The defense was good. Fields had that defense. Yeah. What are we, everything, every, mm-hmm. Justin could have had better everything. Justin could have been better. That would have helped everything else. Could you imagine if Justin Fields was a top 10 quarterback? Or how about this? Not even top 10 quarterback. Played like Jordan Love in the last month of the season. Could you imagine that? Yeah. If he played like Jordan Love at the end of the season. Yeah. If right. he, listen, if he played like Jordan Love did at the end of the season, uh, the Bears might have made won, the playoffs? won a couple of those games and might have made the playoffs over the Packers. Time for the song of the night. I want to rock! Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, Larry. Tonight's song. We go to Skid Row. Youth Gone Wild. 
from 1989. That's right, it's your song of the night. Row, which I'm surprised we've never done Skid Row before. Yeah, we've never featured Skid Row on the Song of the Night. We go to January 24th, 1989. The debut album of Skid Row was released on this date in 1989. This band's a good band from back in the late 80s. Dude, this album has bangers on it. First of all, this was the first uh, single release. The album went to number six on the Billboard 200. The other two songs performed a lot better. I Remember You yeah. uh, went to number six on the Billboard Hot 100, and 18 and Life went, 18 to, Life went to number four on the Billboard Ooh. Hot 100. This album was recorded in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. How about that? Yeah, how about that? Well, I'd say this. You know, there's probably many people who are younger than us who only know of Sebastian Bach, the lead singer. From all those VH1 talking oh, head shows. yeah. Remember all those shows like I Love the 90s, yes. I Love the 80s? Yeah, yeah. He was always a personality on those shows. Yeah, yeah. And he, he was good on TV. Like, oh, he, yeah. He also rocked for a while, Dude, too. This this is this is classic two for Tuesday. Oh, yes. This is classic two for Tuesday on the loop. Well, this you, know is what, you know what this is? is I, I did some time up at uh, 95 Will Rock, yeah. E-Rock Station. You know, a long block of rock with Skid Row. Dude. That, that, they would absolutely feature this song. And 18 in Life is a better song. Yes. It's just very it's slow. slow. It's, it's got a slow. great chorus, great guitar solo. But this this is also the first single. So we chose this song from Skid Row. Take it in. Late 80s, Youth Gone Wild from Skid Row. It's your song of the night. Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, Liv. It kind of sounded like Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, they're from Jersey. No, I know, but it has has a little uh, north of the border grit. (laughs) That's That's what they wanted. We'll be back in two. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago.